right, and we are off, gentlemen. So, uh, hello, hello, welcome, welcome back to the most unlistenable pod on this earth. Welcome we have a very special guest. We do, local Perth comedian Gareth Knight, mm, the man in the red shirt. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> I'm good. So, uh, you nearly shat yourself at Macca's uh, on the way here. Okay, yes, we're back off. Um, Hello. Yes. <laughs> the the audio uh, cable fucked up for a second. Um, but we are back. So, yeah, you nearly shot yourself at Macca's. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, I turned up um, at where I thought was Martin's place mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier. Um, and then nobody answered the door. And then, obviously, I saw the messages that this was running late. Mm. Um and then obviously I, I let you know that I was um, having having a shit in the garden, mm-hmm. uh, and that your neighbours were um, staring at me. But like, but then you actually told me it was Martin's place. Yes. Um. So, you know that was okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then obviously because you were running late, I thought I, 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 I'm going to go to McDonald's or grab something to eat and maybe do some writing or something. So I brought my notepad into McDonald's with me. But then while I was there, I actually did need to do a poo. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got in there, they didn't actually have toilet paper, but I should have checked first, but they, they didn't. Um, luckily, I have my, my notebook with me. So mm. I was able to tear a few pages out and... <laughs> Clean, clean myself up mm. and then I, I did a little bit of writing and then with um, the poo and yeah then I thought I'll message Martin see if he's home mm-hmm. and then I went these back. jokes are really shit <laughs> yeah I'll come to them later maybe <laughs> um, but like then I came back to where I thought was Martin's place but it turns out I was actually at the wrong place twice um, I knocked on the door and this guy answers and he's like no this is not the right place so I looked it up and then I sort of wandered down to get here mm. so yeah not only did i shit at the wrong place and have neighbors it wasn't even martin's neighbors that were staring <laughs> so that's cool did you actually take a shit in this guy's yard i mean i hope he did <laughs> i mean it would be a great bit you know like uh just gareth just squatting down in some person's lawn or rose bed and just snapping off a big snake that would have been that mean and then doing a five minute set and then doing a five minute set <laughs> um, but big congratulations as well to coming second at the most recent Gong Show. That's a fucking like that. That's a big moment because I know. I mean, I've came second at the Gong Show a little while ago, and I felt like on top of the world then. Probably be the highlight of my entire comedy career, but uh, your entire career and like, your whole life. Yeah, yeah. It, it like and future. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, yeah, it's it's good, but. The gong show's a bit of a lottery. At the end of the day, it's where you where you fall in the lineup. Um, who what the crowd's like. After, yeah. What's the crowd like? So I feel like the gong is a bit of a it's a bit of a lottery. I mean, we do it. We do the best that we can every time. Sometimes yeah. they don't like you straight away, or if a joke doesn't go well, you will go off. Yeah. Or if like. 80% of the crowd loves you, but 20% of them hate you, you're you still off. still get gone. Yeah. So, yeah. even though it would be technically a really good joke, mm. it might not fall for everyone, and therefore, mm. I, I don't know. don't know if I love the gong show, if I'm honest. John was, uh, John who runs the room, he was mentioning that to me, how him and Sarah are like, uh, they are now pushing like, you know, 20 to 30% of the 
uh, room needs to have their plates up, not 10%, because who has a hope in hell of, like, getting through if only if it only takes 10% of the audience to fuck you off? So it feels like the... it, feel, it I mean, it, it's been a... I think that was the last time I spoke to John while I was at the lounge, and I didn't even bring it up, but he, he just kind of brought it up, and... Uh, yeah, he he seemed pretty adamant that like they're gonna address that, and it's like that could be a really cool thing because yeah, if if it only takes ten percent of the audience to fuck you off, then it, it's like you're setting up every comedian for failure. Whereas I feel like thirty percent is about as generous as I feel like they should be from a business standpoint because it's like then it's the it's a balance of it's like well the audience gets the, their participation trophy. The comedians get a little bit more breathing room and uh, they get to practice their sets more and it still makes for a very fun show because it's like I find part of a very fun dynamic of the show, of the gong show when it's going well, is that you are clearly upsetting someone in the audience, but 85% of the audience is really enjoying that you're upsetting the other 15% of it. Like that can be a very fun thing, don't you think? I think so. Mm, yeah. I think all the best jokes, someone is unhappy. Yes, absolutely. It's like someone always has to be sacrificed on the altar of a joke, whether it be yourself or someone else, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you tackle harsher issues. Yeah, yeah. But don't you find, like, that's why I find make a like, and, you know, you probably do this better than most, but, like, make a joke of yourself first once you get the audience laughing at that, then you're on equal footing with it. And it's like, great, you we've laughed at, at my expense now. Now we get to laugh at your expense. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mm. mean, to some extent. Mm. I mean, I, I don't ever purposely sort of try to do harsh things to upset people. Mm. It's, uh, but it's like part and parcel. But yeah, if you attack yourself, at least they hope you hope that they realize that you're poking fun at yourself, you're yeah. not taking yourself too seriously, don't take the other things that I'm saying too seriously either, mm. please. Mm. <laughs> uh, How did you, because I think Martin and I wanted to ask you this, we spoke about it late last week, how did you come up with like, I mean your stage character, because it's a very like bizarre thing you do on stage that works brilliantly as far as comedy goes, but like, is that inspiration from someone directly? Not entirely. Right. Um, when I was starting, I actually got really nervous. Right. Um, when I was performing, um, and that sort of led into sort of people were laughing at that, thinking that it was part of a character, but right. really I was actually just really shit at the time and, and really <laughs> nervous, and it just affected how I talked and everything else. But then, um, then I also... I'm a big fan of... Um, my favourite comedian is Emo Phillips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Emo. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's obviously a character comedian mm-hmm. as well. So he sort of goes off on the weird sort of way of writing. And I um, I sort of followed that. I'm also... Um, my next door neighbour is one of Perth's best comedians, which is David Tuffley, mm-hmm. who's also a bit of a character comedian in his own right. So yeah. I write with him a bit as well. So some of my stuff's inspired from the same writing techniques and right. different things. So I think some of those things have linked into sort of doing it the, the way that I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I, 
if you actually watch me, sometimes I sort of change a little bit how I say things or do things at different open mic settings to sort of, I, I still feel like I'm experimenting. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's like, I feel like uh, comedy is like, um, you, you never have a final product, you know, it's like everything's constantly being workshopped. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Even when something's like sellable in terms of like, you know, you could probably, I mean, and Martin could probably talk about this uh, the most because he's like getting paid spots now and like he's entering semi-pro status of comedy. But like, even when you're like doing a paid spot and you're doing jokes, do you think like, it's like this this is still not a finished product it could still be refined it could still be like workshopped it could still be entirely entirely rewritten if you wanted to you know how do you feel about that i honestly f- feel like the more that i learn about comedy and the more that i do i want to just turf my whole set right i don't know if anyone feels the same but i feel like that sometimes so, do you feel like that, Gareth? Like if, just- if you're in the early stages, like before people are expecting a certain type, mm. I reckon go for it. Mm. Like try as much things as you can. Mm. If people are there in a pay in in a paying perspective and mm. they're expecting a certain type of thing, then you should be doing what they're expecting. But mm. While you're experimenting, try different things, try different voices, try your different timing. Mm. You, it's all about trying things. You need to keep it, keep trying, mm. like to do various different things. And if you even look at some successful comedians, like um, if you look at Luke McGregor when he started doing comedy, mm. it's a much different style to um, what he does now where he does, he's moved from sort of doing normal jokes to sort of doing this sort of weird sort of unsure character. He moved into that sort of way. Or like Luke Heggie, yeah. who's probably one of my favourite Australian comedians. Um, if you see his raw comedy, mm-hmm. it was very much a structured format of jokes. Now he does a sort of more of a rant. And, and you can see that, even people on a professional level still uh, adapting and changing how they're doing their comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. And the exact <laughs> same with like Aaron Chen when he first started versus how he is now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're 100% right. Because I think when you start, you're very closely like potentially imitating the person or people that you really like and then you end up falling into a mold that already exists. So you have to kind of break out and find out what your own comic perspective is and what your voice is and mm. what you find funny. And Well, I, I was... It, it's funny you bring that up, but, like, I talk a lot with Chief Koze about, like, writing and in terms of, like, what helps with writing. And Chief Koze is, like, adamant that there's only so much originality in the world in terms of... Well, everything. Like, you can have original premises still, but in terms of, like, personality, I, I think we both came to the conclusion that it's very difficult to come up with uh, a, a, an original energy on stage, but, like, Chief Kozeg talks constantly about listening to Patrice O'Neill when he's writing, and it's not like like he's stealing his jokes, but, like, he wants to get up 
Like, it, 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 it suits him, it suits his voice, it suits his cadence, it suits his energy. And if you look at, and I've thought this because I watch a lot of Patrice O'Neill too, if you watch Patrice O'Neill and you watch Chief, you can like you can tell it's not identical, but you can tell there's enough similarities in between that it kind of like lines up a little bit. Yeah, because they're both uh, black. They're both black, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the only thing I was going with, but yeah, whatever you go with. Um, I'm just... Fucking around. I know. <laughs> Don't crucify me. <laughs> but, yeah, like, don't you find it's a fine line between, like, taking inspiration from comedians that you know you respect and that you, like, really try to, I don't, I don't want to say copy, but, like, exemplify a certain way? But also, like, it, it feels like it's a balance between being as original as you can be, but then taking inspiration from what you know you can work with. You know what I mean? I think everyone will operate in their own different way. Mm. So, um, and all of us, well, some of us, I know people that won't watch comedians um, because they feel like they don't want to get influenced by mm. the people that they're watching. Well, other people will. I try to watch lots. Like, I like to watch styles that I don't even like mm. to try to see what they're doing and things and, and get my head around it all, you know? Any comedians you fancy mention that you don't like? I won't say I don't like, <laughs> but, like, there'll be comedians who... You don't resonate with Like, much. I might not resonate with. Like, I'll right. watch Richard Pryor uh-huh. and I, I respect and appreciate it. Mm. But I'm not going to... It's not like me. It's yeah. not... I, I, but I still want to watch and see where he gets the laughs and how he did the different things. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas, like, when I watch Emo Phillips, he's a character comedian that I will follow and go, oh, <laughs> I wish I did that, you mm. know. Obviously, he was doing it 20 years, 30 years ago, but, you know, <laughs> it's still so good like when I watch that stuff now and it's but it's the the idea of it would be how I would follow yeah um but then I'll try to watch other things and and get inspiration from other ways or listen to how other people are writing I like I like to um watch uh Jerry Corley Mm -hmm. he has he's a he writes um he's like a comedian joke right like teaching people how to write jokes and that Right. in America on YouTube and stuff. So I'll watch him and go through like his joke writing techniques and I'll try those different ways and then I'll stop doing that and I'll try something else. Mm. So it's just constantly changing. Yeah, a constant thing. I I don't know if I can relate to well, but what you were saying earlier about how there are some comedians who won't watch any comedy because they don't want to be influenced. It's like, yeah, I can't. I've, I've had people tell me that. Right. That's so interesting. I'd love to talk to those people and like, uh, like pick their brains. It's like, mm. yeah, that would be interesting. I probably don't watch enough comedy, and I'm probably way too like in line with the comedians I already like to watch. Mm. You writing down a joke? No, no. I was just writing a name. A name. <laughs> oh, okay. Very nice. Um, the fucking. It's weird, though, how, like, uh, comedians evolve. Like, I remember watching a little while ago, like, a really early uh, video of Dave Chappelle. 
it's so weird to see his evolution from then to now. And then, like, you can kind of see that it's like, oh, this is, this is kind of like a lifetime of sacrifice and, like, commitment and, like, refinery. It's like, th- this shit does not happen overnight. Yeah, he was very silly in yeah. his early days. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still remember being younger mm. and watching the original Dave Chappelle show when that was originally on TV. Mm. Um, and at that time, absolutely loved it. It was something completely different that everybody would copy the different characters that he did in that show and, and that when we were younger. Yeah. When I look back at it now, as in, oh, getting, I'm getting older, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite hit me as well, you know? So I think in that time it was brilliant, but I watched his shows and his specials that he's done on Netflix in recent years, and I found that that really hits well. They're brilliantly written, well-crafted yeah. um, shows, and I love them. They're, they're brilliant. So he's... I've gotten older, he's gotten older, mm. and <laughs> I've followed, he's someone You've that I've followed that sort of, yeah, I, yeah, I've grown with him. Mm. Oh, it's so weird how you say, like, grow with him, because it, it's also, you get the kind of counterbalance, because I've kind of, well, I suppose we, me and Martin, have, like, grown up watching Dave Chappelle to a certain extent. But is it weird looking at comedians now? Like the the main ones that come to mind are guys like probably Billy Connolly, Norm Macdonald, like um, Richard Pryor is another one. Oh, and there's another one whose name I'm forgetting. I'm fucking Stephen Wright. No, old old guy. Um, George Carlin. George Carlin. I'm ashamed. I I remember. I forgot the name, but it's like. That's kind of like the other position because like by the time I started taking an interest in comedy, those were the names. Those were the guys. There was no evolution to like watch live where like I feel like I've been following Dave Chappelle for like at least I want to say 15 years. So it, it, it's weird how like you watch someone and then they've evolved over your life and now like Dave Chappelle is... Well, I mean, he I suppose in a sense he's he's much like not stylistically, but in terms of like legacy, he is very much like a George Carlin or Richard Pryor of our generation. Yeah, Which, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Mm. More so. Mm. But certainly not stylistically. Man, I wish George if George Carlin was still alive, he'd he'd be so fucking funny, I reckon, like with just the state of the world right now, he could riff on it so well, I feel like. Yeah. But I think, um, like, in our generation and that, Chappelle hits us better because we are following the current trends. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you find, like... I kind of get disgusted with talking about trends in comedy, though. Like, not all of them, but some of them. Do you guys get the same thing? Like, Well, I think times change, so there are different trends in how things... Like, what Just, are the hot-button topics now? Yeah. Like, what, what, are you asking me or are you telling no, me? No, I'm just saying yeah. There's that's what trends are. Yeah, yeah. But it's so hard to joke about them because 
no one's going to remember them. Like no one will care in another two months. That's how fast the world moves. Possibly. Yeah, well, I guess it depends which ones you're talking about. Okay. Well, I think coronavirus, for example, is out. Well, it's not out yet. People still talk about it happened mm. recently. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like no one really gives a fuck about. I think it was overdone. Like so many comedians have talked about it, that yeah. it became a bit of a. And then there's always. I feel like I heard so many comics do the like, oh man something about corona and it's a shame that i have it or something mm. you know what i mean like they walk up <laughs> like i have it right now that's like the bit i can't remember how it goes well i had a i had a joke i wanted to do saying like um i wish other things could be as contagious as uh corona because you know i have a very i have a very dark opinion of most of the people in the world i often say like I, I often say, like, I'd love to work at a suicide hotline number. And then, like, when someone calls up and, like, they say, oh, I feel like killing myself, I could just be like, well, uh, here are some methods that you could use for it, you know? <laughs> like, to me, that's a very funny bit and very funny sketch that I would actually like to participate in live. Like, uh, do you have an email? I can send you a tutorial for how to tie a noose. Um... Uh, I can send you a diagram of which artery to hit uh, and how to hit it when cutting yourself, you know, like all those kind of things. Right. Yeah, that's a bit fucked up. <laughs> You're looking at me because of that joke. Yeah. yeah, no, Gareth has a joke that sort of runs along those lines. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, I, I, I phoned the suicide hotline, but they weren't very helpful. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard that joke before, but how did it just escape me? <laughs> yeah. So, right, yeah, I would be the person... So, I would be the person you would want to call in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Give them, give them a few tips. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, these, these, are, yeah, these are the strongest pills you can get at your local chemist. They will Have be you tried swimming out from Hillary's as far as you can go till you've got no more energy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Because at that point, obviously, it would be harder to survive. I would, I would certainly not want to. I mean, yeah, it would be hard to die that way, but I would certainly not want to go that you way. You probably wouldn't drown. You'd you might get eaten, by, get eaten a shark. by a shark. So that's fine. That'd be quick. Uh, I don't know about quick. <laughs> What's your definition of quick? Yeah. Oh, it depends. I mean, if it's a tiger shark, you might get taken bit by bit. But like, if it's a great white, you're cool. That'll just take you half your body gone. You bleed to death. That's cool. Mm, yeah, I I truly don't feel that way. I I know. I feel like I feel like the way I would want to go is just a straight up like uh, double barrel shotgun in my mouth like, through the roof of my head. That's that's the way to do it. I feel like this is right after you've swum out from Hillary's. Right after I've swum out from Hillary's, just be got no more energy. And if then... we're being serious, if I could go, it'd be sleeping tablets. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, and morphine. Yeah. That Take... seems that seems like a pretty chill way to go. Taking a shit in someone's garden. And then... <laughs> And then you get I taken out by a tiger shark. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Why were they wanking? Mm. So, I, I want to... <laughs> we didn't talk about that before. But yeah. <laughs> it wasn't shitting outside my window. Yeah, but um... I wish. 
The um, I did want to talk and get your opinion on this because I have this uh, idea for an art project of sorts. So I is it shitting in people's gardens? Not quite. Uh, okay. It could maybe involve that later down the line, but it's not going to start. There. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. <laughs> 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 it, it, it'll be popular once I'm dead. <laughs> Cut your ear off. Oh, fucking hell. I just do that and then I do the sleeping tablets because we all know that art, you know, increases in value. Are you allowed to do, like, <laughs> like if yeah. you're, if you die. On stage. Well, you, yeah, let's go there. But, like, if you die, you go to the morgue, you get the death certificate. At some point, your family's got to come pick up your body. Does a family just have an option of like putting you in a garbage bag and burying you in a backyard or like what's what's the deal with that? Because I feel like funerals seem like very, very expensive affairs. That's why you should swim out from here. <laughs> Save the money. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I'm honest, I'm not an expert in this field. In the just field of say, suicide. No, suicide, I'm great. I've got all these ideas. <laughs> but, I mean, like, the funeral arrangements, jeez. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. so you've never thought yeah. about that at all. Yeah. It just it feels like such a burden to leave a family with. Like, like feed me to, feed me to like, stray dogs Small or cats. children. Or, yeah, yeah, go on. Um, they're <laughs> not going to know the difference. Look, this is the reason that they have funeral insurance. I don't even want my family to spend money on, like... I don't even want them to have to invest into funeral insurance. That's okay. You can pay for it first. That's what it's for. No, I don't even <laughs> want to pay for it. Like, it, it's just seemed like... No, I just want to know, like, what are the legality issues of... Listen, if I... If, like, let's say my mum dies. I just want to know what my options are. And can I throw her in a bin? And can I throw her in a bin? It's like, is that okay? You know, because... I want the inheritance, not the body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in her corpse. No. It's it's a, it's an empty shell. My mum's gone. It's that's... an empty shell, but that money, baby. Yeah, that's still there. That's still very much a real thing. And the spirit's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the spirit. Fuck the, Fuck the corpse. She's dead now. <laughs> that's what she'd want. She yeah. hasn't been loved in years. <laughs> Give me the money. <laughs> Where's, the Where's the Ouija board? Then I can shit in her garden. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. At the cemetery. On the spot. Yeah, do you yeah. guys ever... It ruin the funeral. Do you, do you guys ever, like, think to yourself... Um, like, do you, does it ever run through your mind? And it, it, it's kind of a horrifying thought, but does it ever cross your mind, like... When was the last time my parents had sex? You're assuming that I think it's horrifying. Right. Well, I I just don't think my parents had sex after I was born. You'd be surprised. I might be, but I don't think I would be. Like, my dad had six kids. I think by the time that sixth kid came along, he was just like, no more. No more. I think, like, his dick must have just been, like, permanently, I'm not getting hard anymore. This, like... It's cost me too much. It's cost me too much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my dad is... An awesome, great, great man for being a, a racist homophobe, but great dad. But like, especially because of especially because of that, yeah, obviously. But like, he is. I feel like he he would be so much. 
he gave up a piece of his soul to have that many children. That's all I'm saying. Like, he gave away years of his life to have that many children. And a lot of cum. And a lot of cum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. And was it only six? Sorry? And was it only six? Yeah, does he have any... You know? Look, have you thought about that? I ha- I actually did think about it one time. It's very hard to imagine <laughs> my dad. How much your girlfriend looks like you? <laughs> Why do my kids look so retarded? Oh, you can't say that. Mm. Don't let an extra chromosome get you down. Well, I'm dating someone who's half Pakistani at the moment, so that's she's pretty much retarded. <laughs> No, fucking, we're getting cancelled. <laughs> These are just words, <laughs> You're people. Cancelled, man. Yeah. No, yeah. we've said oh, way worse. Look, if she's from Pakistan, they probably don't drink, so the kids won't have fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> so you're fine. Well, she's half Pakistani, right? Yeah. So and she's half yeah. Irish. She doesn't look half Pakistani though. Like she, she looks like a, a full-blown white person. Is she and still she, hello? No. Nah. No, like she, oh. she, she's a practicing Christian actually, oh. and like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think so. I haven't talked. She, she wears a cross, so but a lot of people wear those days just for you know, bling, like, bling, yeah. But like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, half <laughs> Let's get back to thinking about when was the last time my parents are going to have sex. Yeah, I was uh, changing the subject, dude. Mm. I just, it's not something I want to think about. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind thinking about your parents having okay, sex. Okay, we can but think about... mine! Oh! Yeah. No, no. It makes me so hard. Yeah. <laughs> What's in this coffee? <laughs> well, th- well, let's let's harken back a little bit further. If you died tomorrow, like, would yes. you be okay with, like your family just feeding you to pigs or throwing you in the garbage or, like, burying you in the backyard? Yeah. Yeah. If it was me, I would be. Um, Yes. Because I feel like, um, once you're dead... You don't really care. There's no... What's the big deal? Like, that's... Yeah, I honestly don't think it's a big deal, like, for me, but obviously, for respect of other people... Yeah. You obviously, um... You know, you take that into consideration. It's more... the, The people who are alive don't want to see their... Loved ones getting eaten by pigs, normally. But I personally think, <laughs> why not? Yeah, you know. But yeah, do it for a gag. Yeah, do it for a gag. Bit of a, yeah, bit of a goof. At least someone will get some good from me or something like that. Yeah. Someone's gonna gag. Someone's gonna gag. Gag me. Yeah. Mm. No, we 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 can't do that on the pod, Martin. I remember Tuffley has a joke about some some about give us a gag or something and. Anyway, and then he like blows a police officer or some shit. Is Tuffley a qualified pilot? What? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, okay. Maybe I just saw... I saw something of him in a captain's hat walking away from a plane with Jill Cordner. Oh, that was just like a promotional. Yeah, was oh, a promotional right, okay. The, uh, what was it? The cougar and the um, creep. The cougar and the creep, Frinsha. Which one's which? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. I remember I had a talk. Jury's out on that one, man. After yeah. I did a gig once with Tuffley, I was walking him back to his car, and then we were, we're in Freo, and we're looking at uh, a what do you like a what do you, those things that spin the big the fer- Ferris wheel Ferris wheel yeah, and he's like, oh, you know, we're talking about writing jokes, 
and he was like i don't really just like randomly look at items or something and but then we were like maybe we'll try just look at something and try and make a joke mm. and i was like what about the ferris wheel and he's like oh man the ferris wheel takes so fucking long mm. to get to the top that i'm no longer attracted to my daughter <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, he hasn't said that on stage, has he? No, <laughs> it was just a random idea. Oh. But he was like, oh, maybe this works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, try it out, David. Yeah, that would fucking go uh, beautifully. I think it would, actually. I think it would just... Especially with the character, yeah. 100%. You probably do, like, the seven-year thing as well. Mm. Yeah, do you want to tell everyone that one? No, nah, they've already right. heard it. Ah. The, oh, yeah, 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 the seven. Yeah, that, that, that is a good one. We've said that several times. That joke actually... Several sevens. Several sevens. But it's actually... That joke kind of never gets old to me. Hasn't yet. Yeah, I've heard it. Never quite gets old. Never get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every seven years, bro. Yeah. Oh. Those kids never get old. No. Well, isn't that like... <laughs> this is so bad. That joke's not going to age well. No. Like them kids. <laughs> But you know that you know that movie like Dazed and I think it's Dazed and Confused and Matthew McConaughey's in it, and he's like, "That's the thing I love about them high schoolers, man. They keep um, I keep getting older and they stay the same age." And Mom's like, "That's the thing I love about toddlers. They keep getting old. Um, I they keep, keep getting, getting older, older and, and I, they I stay the same softer. age." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! I don't think Matthew McConaughey's overrated. Hot take. You don't think he's overrated? No, I think he is overrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, hot take. Thoughts? Is it a hot take? I think everyone is, like, hugely riding his dick. I just feel like he monologues so much, though. I feel like he talks uh, in slow motion. I yeah. wish I paid attention to which actor was which. Right, yeah. <laughs> Who's Matthew McConaughey? Is he a true detective? Which true? one? True detective. Oh, I don't know that. Um, He's in The Gentleman. Uh, I just don't He's in those yeah. high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen his wife? Well, how old I'm is she? <laughs> she she's, uh, I think she's in her 30s, but she is so hot. It is fucking bizarre how good looking that he, like, he, she, she is. She's Brazilian. And like. It's bizarre how good looking she is. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous how good looking she is. Fucking hurts me. That He's pretty good looking too. I'm just looking now. He is a good looking fellow. That is one thing I'm not deny. I just think he's overrated as an actor. Yeah. But, you know, there's all these different things that go into becoming famous. Like a part of it is being like hot. That's not entirely true. But it helps. It helps. It helps, but like... Oh, it helps in America, I think. If you, if you look at Britain or Australia, they tend to be a bit more on the actual talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certainly Britain, but like... Look at Willem Dafoe. I don't think... Look at Steve Buscemi. Actually, yeah, that... He's hot. Steve Bu- Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know what you're into, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. Uh, I was actually no. watching a Steve Buscemi show, Boardwalk Empire. Has anyone seen that? Oh, I've only seen the trailers. Well, <laughs> it's like set in 1920s <laughs> Prohibition, right? I've seen the whole thing. Pretty but much. a big theme of the show is like the entertainment of the time. And it is weird, like, it. all of us would be entertainment geniuses in the 1920s. But, like, because watching a comedian back then, 
it was just the weirdest fucking act. It's like, that's what, like, there's this, um, and it was just the way they talk. Like, there's this character in the show, and he's like this, I don't know, bisexual, uh, flamboyant Jewish man who does singing, dancing, acting, and comedy all you at once. a character like that once. No. Mm. A char- you have a character like that? Sing oh when I did the when I dressed, you dressed up. up and you had a dress on and oh yeah because I had this idea for um a character called Leonard Leonard Lee Leonard who, Lee who was um I think that was the name of the guy from Boardwalk Empire oh. yeah was it <laughs> jeez it was Leonard something yeah I, yeah it was just um I had this idea of like this gay character um who is more close to you how you are in real life maybe you know um he had a he was born in campsy in new south wales he had a um a, a jewish mum and a palestinian father <laughs> and so there was deadly a, combination yeah and, and 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 they didn't have the same like beliefs as him because um, they didn't believe in fashion. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that was my idea. It was just a, an idea. I tried it on stage and people told me it was really shit. So I didn't do it again. I'd watch a, I'd watch a TV show about that guy. Like, so he is gay? Yeah. So, so like a gay guy who's got, you know, one parent's Palestinian, one's Jewish. One's so it's a conflict. Ass. There's all this conflict of... I imagine beliefs. his parents are homophobic too. Of course. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presume. Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Judaism doesn't believe in homosexuality and nor does Islam. Yeah. So... I remember this one uh, joke about... A Jewish joke about, like, a little girl asks her Jewish father for $50. Yeah. And he's like, $40? What do you need $30 for? <laughs> I, I think I saw that same joke. And it is a fucking great joke. And, it, <laughs> and it's like, it calls up the cops and it's like, and it's like, help me. My child is trying to rob me of my last $10. <laughs> oh, that, that might be as close as we ever get to being cancelled, that Jewish joke. Mind you. I don't know, man. We've said some pretty heinous shit over, yeah, the, we have. That's true. over the years. I was looking at the podcast thing today. This is a slightly off topic, but like we have 12 reviews on our podcast now with an average star rating of 4.3. That's pretty good. That's... It upsets me that people really do listen to this bullshit. I don't know. Maybe it's cathartic because they, they like certain words that I say. <laughs> Maybe. An N-word? Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> no, fuck that. Which N-word? Yeah, which one? Uh, Niagara? I don't know. So, uh, I want to run this bit by you. I was talking... To- <laughs> I'm was- sweating like Niagara. <laughs> Speaking of black people. Um... <laughs> 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 I was talking to Chief Kose last week. One of the great N-words. <laughs> and he goes, he says, I want to open up a comedy room and I want to market it for like all black comedy and like an all black comedy audience. And I'd be like, that'd be really cool. And he was like, yeah, it'd be like, and we'll get a couple of token white guys in there and like 
you know, I'll come in and I'll be the token white guy. And I'm like, that'd be really good because you know that phrase when like you're nervous before you go on stage and it's like you're normally performing to a dark room. So all you do is just like imagine that no one's there. It's like you wouldn't need to do that in an all black audience, you know? Well, until they laugh. Until they laugh. But like, that's the good thing. And it's like, yes, I'm making you happy. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I feel like it's a match made in heaven. Point is, I really want to. You in a room full of joke. black people. Me in a room full of black. Is a match made in heaven. I'd feel so at home, mm. just like being in, being involved in that much cool. Because that'd all be cool, and there'd be so many giant cocks in there. I'd feel like so like. Uh, I'd You'd feel, be really bumping down the average. Well, yeah, I would be. I would be like really bringing the room down in that regard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it wasn't just my IQ score that's bringing down the average for once, you know. Actually, that goes into another joke that I'm not going to say that. No, no, I can't say that. Um, but was, yeah, go on. It was interesting. I had a, a Ghanaian homestay guest once and he was just saying to me how much like they find it funny that white people like go all off against each other about something that's racist when they find a lot of the more offensive comedy comedy like really hilarious mm. so it's, it's that they he was just saying that they find it way funnier that we we sort of self-police more than than is really necessary in a lot of ways well the the, the people who are offended who get offended the most are usually people who get offended on other people's behalf mm. it's never like I call uh like I have this good friend Declan and he's gay. And I make gay jokes to him literally all the time. He has never complained once. I mean, maybe he's crying to, him, to himself to sleep and thinking about killing himself. But, like, he hasn't told me about it. But, like, I say a gay joke in front of a straight friend. And, like, you can't say that. And it's like, why not? You know? It's like, I've gotten the all clear from my friend. It's like, it's mm. fine. I, and I say worse shit to him in general. You say so much shit to this gay guy, yeah, yeah. I, I eat so much shit I, I, feel, I feel like though in comedy <clears throat> a lot of the stuff is down to the fact that the audience actually doesn't know you personally yeah so mm. um, like like people don't know necessarily that I've got my wife's Asian mm-hmm. or, and I've got quite a few Asian friends but if I went on stage to tell something that was a joke about Asians people are going to jump on me and go, what the hell? You can't say that. Even though it was the truth. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want to do a... My wife really does hate me. Well, that's the thing. I want to do it. She loves karaoke more than me. Mm. Oh, we annoyed the neighbours. Ah! (laughs) Actually, that was only Dave. (laughs) Well, it's... We we kept them up all night. Who complained about why he didn't hear me singing. (laughs) But then, then, then there's the after effect of that, though, because you would make a joke about Asians, but you're very close with Asians. I'd make a joke about gay people, but I've got a lot of gay friends. Martin, what would be the equivalent of you? He's mixed. Oh, well, that's why I make fun of people with Down syndrome. Uh-huh. Uh, got it. Yep, there it is. Uh... <laughs> no, it's all jokes. I don't hang out has, with those people. But... Has, has... <laughs> Have you please tell me you've seen that thing where it's like 
I, I need to ask if you've seen that thing where the two that there's like a room full of uh, people with Down syndrome, and then there's that there's that indicator. Yeah, it's us right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's that indicator on the floor which is like disagree, slightly disagree, agree, slightly um uh agree fairly or neutral, agree strongly, agree, and like that's the scale, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they ask the question, and then they have to go stand where they think it is. And the guy's doing the reaction video. And the, the guy goes, um, should we, like, cancel uh, the word retard? And they, all of them, except I think one of them, goes to strongly agree we should cancel it. The other one goes to strongly disagree. And he's got, like, and then he's the first one to explain. And he's like, I have a shirt that says, let's cancel the R word. And then the guy okay. reacting to the video pauses it and is like, he's on the wrong fucking side. And it's like... <laughs> now we might actually get cancelled. Yeah, potential. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like I do a great uh, Down Syndrome voice. The voice is a lot. <laughs> I can't help... It's a very addictive voice to do, you know? It's like... I sometimes just talk to my roommate in that voice. Well, to be fair, in my free time, I do uh, an Aboriginal accent, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know that. That's off air. That's fun, fun alone time. A, d- a Down syndrome Aboriginal. Now. Okay. <laughs> Stop the clock. Okay. People actually think I'm autistic. Like you're not. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. Yeah, I, I genuinely had people asking me where I fall on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I'm being normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, God. Normal. <laughs> well, I've been tested. <laughs> I feel like I'm autistic too. But you went... I thought you said you went and got like an online diagnosis. No, yeah, I just did like some random test. Right, okay. No, well, I'd get a diagnosis, but that costs money. Of course. Yeah, like I was... The way I found out I was ADHD was I never paid for a diagnosis, but I had this friend who was studying medicine at the time and he was just observing me he was studying like neuro some kind of like brain doctor yeah that's the technical term i am some kind of brain <laughs> yeah, <doctor>. yeah. <laughs> i'd love trust that trust me <laughs> i'd love that to be on a certificate some kind of brain doctor <laughs> but no he was just observing me and asking me questions and he was like from the university of life <laughs> from the university of life <laughs> University of Science from that one fucking uh, Norm McDonald bit. But uh, no, he was just observing me and going, um, yeah, dude, you you have severe ADHD. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you, if you go get a diagnosis, you can get medicated for that. And I'm like, why would I do that? And it's like, well, it might help. And I'm like, no, I, I've, I've been I like okay up until... Yeah, exa- well, yeah, that's, a, that's another conversation altogether. Um, but yeah... Do you feel like you kind of get? What are you doing? No, you go ahead. Do you feel it's like not on video? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I can't wait to do our next video episode. I'm gonna plan it soon, and I know who we're gonna have on as a guest. I'll tell you after. I think you'll be excited though. I'm already excited. Mm. But um, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally have Gareth on for a video episode. That'd be fucking gold. Speaking of which, yeah. can we ask? Because you said you had to do an interview on Wednesday. Can I ask what it's for? No? Okay. No. Um, okay. <laughs> of all the things we can't say. <laughs> hey, he didn't say. Yep. No, we, we, yep. 
Yep, yep. No, that's fine. That is fine. We will not bring it up again. Um, <laughs> just the look of shock on Gareth's yeah, face. Gareth's been cancelled yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from his new job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing. Yeah, I'm interviewing from the CIA. Bleep it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? I, I won't ask. Now I'm so curious, but I won't ask. I'll, yeah, moving on. Private detective. Private detective. <laughs> He's uh, gone into witness protection. Yeah. Witness protection. What did you witness, Gareth? Someone shitting on Martin's lawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, I was Martin's looking in a mirror. Lawn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Can, this is something that happened very funny. I was over at my mate Lindsay's place. And she can see into the opposing apartment buildings, uh, like, uh, living room. And right. I can see, and, and we could see they're watching porn on the TV and that. Yeah. It feels very extravagant watching porn on a big TV. I feel like porn- My dad doesn't. So, so sorry, you're sitting in your- I'm sitting in my friend's apartment. Friend's apartment, yeah. We're having a smoke out on the balcony. Yeah. And then we look out and we see you taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah, but you can see porn <laughs> in the people across the... Yep, we can see porn on a big TV. Which kind of offends me a little bit. And here's I'd wh- be turned on. Well, well, I mean, you don't know what porn they were watching. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for anything, man. I, I don't mind. That's... <laughs> Yeah, it's like here's the next thing. It's like just like pu- just a pure snuff film or something like that. Just oh man, all right, something oh, something Ryan. clearly illegal. And it's like yeah, it's like when and Gareth's just there like when in Rome, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel so, like sorry, go on. It should be illegal to watch porn on a TV that big. It's like illegal. Look, well, it makes the penises look bigger. That's to be honest. Yeah, that's true. You know, no, because like even I don't believe in that because it's like you can't like a penis next to a body. It's like you got the scale. Yeah, you you've still got the scale. It's like I went into this. I wouldn't say what it was, but I went into this place where let's say there was some sexual activities going on, and they were playing porn on playing porn in the corner on a big big TV, and like. Sounds, that sounds like a Bucks night type thing. <laughs> it was more of an orgy, but yeah. Um, I've never been to one of those. Yeah, uh, don't go. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but uh, the <laughs> like the porn on the TV, it was like I was looking at it, and like the ladies good looking, the guys good looking, and there's that the, sounds pretty normal. The guys got oh, like go. the guys got like a perfectly serviceable penis. But like you could tell that from the balcony. <laughs> yeah, it was perfectly serviceable. I'm not saying it was small, but like there was no indicator that it was like the on a big TV it didn't look bigger. It's like okay. It it just didn't. It's like no, I can see it on scale to the body, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. That's what's kind of like Was he hairy? No, he was smooth. Uh, Did which, you go knock on that? What door? the neighbor or the pawn? Um no. <laughs> well, were they naked? <laughs> Um, I don't know. They were facing away from me. Like I could, I could see a head. I could see a head, that was but his the dick. guy was, yeah, <laughs> his bald head. No, but I could see his head popping up. But he was sitting quite low on the couch, and I didn't see him get him up once. We watched this guy for a while. We watched this guy for like a solid fifteen. Oh, minutes. it's just him. I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just like seeing, like, where is this going? You know, it's like, yeah. what do they do for an encore? 
Yeah. As um, Jarvis would say. Yeah. Yeah, go from straight porn to gay porn. That's the encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change up the flavors, guys. Maybe he's just streaming it to everyone across the way and he's like, he's just switching through a different porn and it's like, let's see what I have to play for someone to call up the council and say, get this man to stop playing this porn. Like, let's see what I have to play for someone to report me. Well, my wife used to work as cabin crew for Emirates. Ooh. And Saucy. more than once, she had to tell passengers to put their magazines away. Really? Uh, they would pull out porn magazines when a load of people were sleeping and put the blankets over their waists. Wow. I mean, when was your... First, two questions. When was your wife serving as cabin crew? Um, she did it for five years and I couldn't tell you which years exactly. I met her in 2003. Right. When she was starting. So it would have been around 2003 to 2008. She was cabin crew. Right. Okay. So internet porn was probably not the weapon it was yet, but. No, people still use magazines. Magazines still would have been very much in fashion. Mm. Yeah. Right. Interesting. That's a very, that's got to be a very uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah. like nine eleven was five minutes ago and it's like you're you know, they doing all the surveys on it's like people please put away your bombs, please, you know, don't pull out a Stanley knife and it's like, yeah, we're prepared for that, we're prepared for the terrorist attack and then someone pulls out a magazine and it's like, Well they didn't run us through this tutorial, you know. You would know it wouldn't be people that were coming out of Dubai because that's very much illegal there. So it would have been is illegal. Yeah. Oh. In the Middle East countries, yeah. But in but they would have come from Europe and probably didn't have to go through customs in Dubai. So, mm. uh, do you think it's a case of like they're not going to check, like like they're not going to go rummaging through your bags? But if you pull it out, they'll pull you up for it. Is it like that the case, or they go searching through your bags and are like, oh no, this shit is, this shit is most definitely going to get you beheaded. You know? Yeah, I I never got my bag searched whenever I went in and out of Dubai. You know what? <laughs> I, this was like when- Which my, was lucky. When my beard- <laughs> Why, what was in there, yeah? Wouldn't you like to know? I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's an enormous TV playing pornography. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just massive TV. <laughs> Sleeping yeah. pills. Um, the, what was I going to ask? Just in case you need to kill What yourself. were you going to ask? Oh, this was the thing. When I was working during the height of COVID, taking flights all the time- and my beard was at its absolute biggest. Like, I was looking like Ned Kelly almost. And the, I feel like I got pulled up at every, uh, like, airport terminal every and asked to open up check. my bag. I, I got every random bag check. And I'm wondering if it was just a beard thing. Like, is there something about the beard which makes people think that guy has something on him? I think it's because you look like a pedophile. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I, I was trying to... <laughs> well, like, we heard screaming coming out of that bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, got nothing to do with the beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, pet- a pedophile could... Stu- a, a it pet- was the toughest the tank engine <laughs> suitcase. <laughs> a pedophile could stuff a, a, a baby into that satchel. Yeah, 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 yeah. How easy is it to steal a child? I don't know. Because like, parents are like on their iPads and shit these days, you know? Don't know. Give it a go. See where's the A go. 
That'd be a really great. That, 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 that's like the next generation of Jackass film. Like, hi, I'm well, welcome to Jackass, and uh, uh, today we are going to replicate the film Taken. You know, and they just fucking kidnap a teenager from their fucking parents and sell them to a Middle Eastern prince or something like that. That'll be the future of Jackass. I want them to keep making Jackass films. And, and as they continue to get older and older. Yeah. But like... And eventually they'll get like a hip broken and... Yeah, I want to see that. They owe it to us. He's like riding the ball, but he's got his like walker. <laughs> well the thing is I'll accept if they replace the cast I'll accept if they replace the cast but I want them to keep doing it I think it's funnier if they don't replace the cast it is funnier I like, but I understand they might not be up for it so that's the compromise replace the cast if you want but keep making it you can have like the original caster's background always watching and reacting because Steve-O, like, just reacting to, like, uh, Johnny Knoxville laughing at a retard in public would be very funny. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing that, Johnny. Something like that. Would that be a funny premise? It's like, it's like let's go, uh, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and uh, I'm going to go punch a baby in the face or something like that. Would you ever be up for something like that, Martin? What part? Punching the... No, hold on. <laughs> Would you punch a baby? It depends. What's the stakes? What do I get out of it? Just the satisfaction of punching yeah. To stop it from crying. Stop it permanently from crying. Oh, yeah. Late-term abortion. Or... Late-term abortion. <laughs> They're going to make that legal someday. I feel like they... <laughs> In parts of the uh, world... I think at some point I'm going to get aborted. I feel like it's a bit late for you, Gareth. Mm, oh, it's pretty late. You know, we're talking about, you know... 6,000. Afterbirth abortions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel... When someone, like, gets run over by a car, isn't that just a late-term abortion? Or... It'd that's, be cool. that's more of a miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident. Mm-hmm. This is fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't be sorry. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what, like, the commitment to the red shirt. Could you explain it to me? Is it just a lucky charm? Is or? it magical? Um, it is. It is. I like red. You like red. Red's fast. I support Forest as well. Who? Nottingham Forest. Where the reds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you meant Andrew Forest. And I like red. You like red. And everyone recognizes me in red, mm. so I'm cool. To be fair, I always wear this. So. Yeah, you're really wearing that flannel to death. Well, I have a few of them. Yeah, right. I only have one flannel, but I want to get more. Janelle Koenig actually told me that I should keep wearing the red shirt. Janelle she said, Koenig? She said that it was um, made me stand out on crowd, on <clears throat> on stage. So I thought, and I thought about it. I thought, you know what? It is. It's something unique. It's something different. Like Everyone's going to go, Gareth shirt. is that guy in the red shirt. Yeah. How Wolfie wears that other thing, that other weird shirt. Yeah. It's like a collection. Yeah. I'm buying more red shirts. Who else has an iconic shirt on stage? We have Martin Darcy in his flannel, Gareth in his red shirt, and Wolfie in his Hawaiian shirt. Who else has... Who else is known for wearing something on stage? Well, there was Tim Kershaw, Jimmy Karatz, and... um, The flannel panel. uh, Yeah, where they did the... the, And Gareth... Gareth Gareth McKean. Yeah. They would do the flannel panel as a... 
as an iconic touch. Shout out Gareth McCain. Super nice to me. And that means a lot to me because I don't believe anyone should be nice to me. So thank you, Gareth McCain. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hate myself. So when people are nice to me, it is actually a very nice feeling. Uh, I know that sounds pathetic because it is. But uh, yeah. Mm. I think, um, yeah, doing comedy, we all want some self-validation and people to actually be nice to us and validate what we're doing. But we don't feel like we deserve it at the end of the day. That's like the double entendre of the whole scenario. We're all a bit messed up, aren't we? We are. I don't think it's a normal thing. It's not a normal thing. To do. I feel it goes up and down. Sometimes people will treat you differently if you've not done well at a gig, you know? Mm. Yeah. But... I've had that go both ways, where people are coming up to you, patting you on the back and going, ah, good on you, you know, give it a go. Mm. Um, at the same time, I've noticed how, like, some people just won't, don't want to sit next to you if mm. you've done really badly. Yeah. <laughs> they just avoid you. They're, they're like, oh, I don't want to be seen with him. <laughs> I feel like people avoid me after I've done well on stage sometimes. Like, audience members won't come up and, like do anything not that i necessarily want them to because i don't want the approval of the audience i got that with their laughter what you should do is stand in front of the exit like do a norm mcdonald i just block the door yeah until they acknowledge you yeah acknowledge I, me. I like the acknowledgement it makes me feel good yeah sometimes it can be sweet but um it depends where it's coming from like i'd much rather it come from a young hot single woman than some old uh, fart of a man. I like all of it. I like old men coming up and saying, I loved what you did and I love young people coming up to me going, oh, we voted for you. <laughs> Is it really weird when you see... Because I did a little bit of crowd work recently at a show a little while ago and a guy had taken his girl on a first date to this show. Does stand-up comedy seem like a really bad first date idea? No. No, I, I mean, it's not something I did when I was younger. I wish I thought of it. I think it's a great idea. It's better than the movies. Oh, yeah. It's you know, better than the movies. The by movies, far. you're just going to sit there and watch the whole thing. Yeah. When and then be like, what do you think? Yeah. If you go into a comedy, you're seeing what that other person finds funny as well. Yeah. Um, you're, um, the only issue, obviously, is if you're laughing at things that they might... Deem offensive? But, yeah, but... But I, I do think it does would tell you a lot about a person if you were to take someone like on a date to comedy mm-hmm. at the early stages, and and also it gives you things to talk about after. Yeah, after. how was that comic? Remember that guy? And, yeah. and and during and as well, you know. Yeah, you're looking at that person's reaction. I think it's a sweet thing to do. Hmm. Well, I didn't think of it like that, but I thought like. <laughs> A nice date idea, but maybe not a first date idea. Because, yeah, I just feel like it's it's such a risk before you've gauged someone's personality more. You know, because... High risk, high reward. Well, I mean, I I didn't get to date in the time of Tinder and stuff like that. Don't, it's horrible. It would be amazing. Mm. I'm wrong, obviously, from your... (laughs) saying it's horrible but i like i and and from these different apps and things that people are using they're saying i like things that are funny mm-hmm. i like this and that so if they're saying that they're those things yeah then you would take that assumption that they actually are those things so if they like 
things that are funny and that, then you know that a first date might be a comedy idea. Yeah. Maybe. This I, is dating advice dating from all of you. For yeah. you young people who still date. <laughs> coming from a man. Coming from <laughs> a man. Married. <laughs> coming from a man that's married. And has children. <laughs> and has children, yeah. How many children do you have? I've got two. two. Boy and a girl. Right. So Martin and I were going to play this prank where we kidnap someone's child, right? So, cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about this, but I'm in. Well, like you did say what we were talking about it literally on this episode earlier. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I do remember that now. Mm. Mm. And how like easy it would be because like, all parents are on their phones and iPads these days. I feel like the all children on their iPads too. Like the child wouldn't even look up. They'd probably just think their parents picking them up to take them home. They probably wouldn't notice that they're um, they're not with their parent until their iPad ran out of battery. Oh, they're probably not even at the park. You have to actually creep into their bedrooms where they're on the phone <laughs> <laughs> underneath the bed covers Under- oh. because the parents don't let them use the iPhone. <laughs> the parents are like, "Where's my iPhone gone?" <laughs> Oh my god, my child is watching porn on it. Mm. Man. Oh, you'll have to learn one day. What about porn or iPhones? Both. I don't know, I'll just throw Kids that know, okay. Yeah, mm. good on you, man. Silly, <laughs> 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 um, throwing nothing oh. Are you going through a depressive episode again, man? Me? Mm. Why? Well, I can notice the shapes. What does that have to do with depression? Well, look, I'm just saying, like, I've heard you talk about what, like, your relationship with shapes, particularly pizza shapes, and how, like, when you're in a rut, you just, you, just, you know, eat pizza shapes. No, I just... Uh, I you just, like pizza shapes. I just buy them because they're cheap. Okay, let's let's cut it out with the buy thing. We know you don't buy them. I do buy the shapes. You do buy the shapes? Yeah. They're a little bit difficult to smuggle out. No, it's just because they're cheap. Right, okay. And I like to support shapes. Right, okay. So you, yeah. if you're going to steal something, you want to no, make it... It's all allegedly. It's all... Okay, all allegedly. Allegedly, if you're going to steal something, it needs to have a certain price tag on it to be worth it to take the risk. Yeah. He likes things that are oven-baked. <laughs> yeah. Oven-baked. Mm. Like the... Mm. I wasn't going there. Mike, what? That's, that's where Marmon went first, to be honest with you. Gee whiz. <laughs> you just took a turn. Huh, now, this is interesting. This is a hot take. This is something I <laughs> discovered... <laughs> this is something I discovered recently about Jewish people, right? So, for... <laughs> this isn't bad, but, like, it's interesting. I think. So, really orthodox religious Jewish people, apparently not allowed to have tattoos. If they have tattoos, they are not allowed to be buried. It's got to be a number. Well, I'll get to that. But if they have tattoos, they're not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Now, what did they do with all the Holocaust survivors who had tattoos on them? Did they get an exemption? Did they get a pass? Because it wasn't a choice to get that thing tattooed on them? Or what, what was the deal? Do you know the answer? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Right. You'd have to ask. I'd have to ask. Mm. I'd it's rather not. Hurt. It feels like it's something a bit insensitive to it's ask. Yeah. Yeah. What did your What did your grandma do when she got like? What did your How did your grandma feel when she found out that she would not be allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery? I don't think if it was a forced tattoo that it would count. I feel like it shouldn't. 
No, I don't think it would. Yeah, but I feel like well, I don't think it would. I think But I feel like it. religious people can be remarkably totalitarian. It's like um it's like if, you know, Christians going, No, if you are gay, you are going to hell. Um not even for doing gay shit, but like because you are gay. Same as Islam, uh, Muslims. It's like if you are an apostate, you are going to hell. I don't think that is actually correct. What? I think if you're gay but you don't do gay activities and you were then to follow the Bible or the religion based on what it was, that that would still be, that wouldn't be considered you being acting on. Being gay. I think uh, different different Christians have different ideas about it. I think the Catholics are pretty kind of laissez-faire about it, like you're saying. But if you've met some of the Baptists that I've met, they are like, if sin is even in your head, you are going to hell. And it's like, so... I don't... Yeah, maybe they are like that. But mm. the thing is, you could probably say that that's for pretty much anyone because there's no one that is... Yeah, I, I it's, 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 it's hypocritical. It seems hypocritical to me. Like, Who to say the thing about bad shit? Um, I'm thinking about bad stuff now. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop me, motherfucker. It's up here. <laughs> it's not a crime. It's, it doesn't leave this way. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, that's right. It's not a crime if you don't, it doesn't leave there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just Satan tempting me <laughs> to kill you. To yeah. kill you, to He's take a shit in front of you, to take a shit on your neighbor's lawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean... Oh, can we do that to David Tuffley? Can is, we take a shit on his lawn? Is that a crime if it's on private property? Yeah. Well, you're leaving behind a little present, a nugget. You know? It's very personalised. Gareth, if you... I mean, technically, you should have a doggy bag with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gareth, into it. he's your neighbour, but if you ga- if you said it was okay, I would happily take a shit on David Tuffley's lawn. <laughs> I have nothing against... I have nothing against David Tuffley. I like him. He's nice. But that would be a very funny prank to play. I don't know if it's that funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, this up. is... This, it's just like... Hang on. Who's it's not Martin's house. Look, there's. <laughs> it's not. This is one of those jokes where it's like, this one's for me, guys. You know, it's like th- th- this one. Is, this is not for the audience. This, this is, is a, this is Alex pretending to be a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. You have to bury it first. Oh crap. Oh no. We'll pause. Where is my phone? Okay. Hello. Hello? Hello, is that Gareth? Hello, it is. Is this a spam call? No, it's not at all. Oh dear. It's just because it, we call from a, a, a computer number, it does the dialing for us, so it comes up like that. Oh, um, well, I thought I'd let you know you're on air. <laughs> on, on air? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a spam. I thought it was a spam call. Yeah, we're just going to mess with you. But. So, hi. Uh, this is the Degenerates podcast. Oh, nice, nice. Um, well, it's Carmel from Wealth Managers Australia. Um, what is the great call? Recorded for quality and training. Yeah. Um, we're one of the sponsors of a lifestyle survey that you did a while ago. Oh, okay. Um, and- and because you think that you were a homeowner, you may be eligible for a free gift, but um, you probably don't this need is any excellent details going out on the podcast. <laughs> no, probably but, not. Um, <laughs> perhaps we'll give you a 
another time. Okay, no worries. No worries. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so that was a spam call, <laughs> even though she said it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, as soon as she said wealth managers, I'm like... I'm like, what survey did I fill in? <laughs> <laughs> As soon as she said wealth managers, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're full of shit. Yeah. Mm. But she's going to listen to the podcast now, so I just I got you so. a new, new, new view. She'll be like, oh, was I on there? What's the degenerates post? Oh, what did they say about me afterwards? <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. You sounded, um, mm, yeah, there's no way I can say that without coming off as too harsh. Um, I was thinking of an R word. And then I was, then I thought of a G word, and then I thought of a, uh, and then I thought of putting those two words. Is this together. like a verbal crossword? <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking getting me to solve a riddle over here <laughs> before I can figure out what you're talking. This R road R number eight. Yeah. Okay, eight letters what's long. Down? Oh, yeah. What's down? What's the G- fourth letter? Yeah. Oh. It's a G word, three letters down, and then it's an R word. Which is also down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, Martin. You are on to it. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Um, I turn my volume down. I didn't realise that I had volume on my phone. That was hectic. That was... God, now I want another call. Can we call someone on air and fuck with them? No, because I feel like that's that that's liable for... That's malicious. But if they ring up and they're going to be malicious... Then... Yeah. I could call Tuffley and let him know that you wanted to do a crap on his lawn. <laughs> You can do that if you want. Yeah. Is he at home? Uh, I think he's at work. Don't tell, don't, tell <laughs> him, don't tell him who wants to take a crap on his lawn. Just say, someone wants to take a crap on your lawn. It's nothing personal. They think it would just be very funny. Tuffley is so great. Do you reckon he would come on the pod? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's a shameless, shameless whore. I mean, most comedians are. He's such a great egg, you know? Yeah, particularly really... about that Ferris wheel joke. That came off as beautiful. Okay. He might not. I don't think he's going to answer. No, because he's at work, eh? He is at work. Hello. <laughs> uh, hi, David. How are you going? Just letting you know, I've got you somewhere at the moment, and I just needed to let you know that someone wants to do a poo on your lawn. Oh, good. <laughs> It's not me. <laughs> and that's all I can is say. It, is it that? It's not that, no. <laughs> black cat. Yeah, so you're on air at the moment. But it's not my black cat either. My black cat does want to eat your bird still, though. Oh, I'm on. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Gotcha now. I'm sorry. I could say anything. I know. <laughs> I did. You did. I know. <laughs> we, I, you know, I, I, I actually had a, I actually had a, a spam call come through, and I didn't turn my volume down, so I actually answered it, and then they were like, "Who else can we call?" Yeah. So do you want to say hello to everyone here? Sorry. Who's here? Uh, Alex Fly and Martin Darcy. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, yeah. Someone. Yeah, it's someone. <laughs> yeah. Hi, David. Does anyone else want to say anything else apart from that someone wants to do a crap on his lawn? Um, it's just for the bit, David. It's nothing personal. 
Just for a bit. That's good. I'm glad I cleared that out. I can't tell you when it's happening. See you later. Oh, sorry about that. That's a bit weird. He's going to think, what's wrong with me? Yeah. I broke my pen. Mind you, I feel like David... I've I've spoken to David before. He has mentioned uh, how like you're always fucking with him. Like, so I feel like what just happened to him. I feel like that must be one of the less bizarre moments he has had with you. Yeah, yeah there's been a few. Yeah, there's been times when he's been having his dinner with his family, and I've just knocked on his door. <laughs> you know, and then and then like a twelve year old child. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, how you going? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, just having dinner with my family. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about this joke. Yeah. And then he opens the door and he's like, oh, fuck, he's yeah. wearing the shirt. I know, I know. I just sit down at the table with his wife and yeah. kid. And, how you going, everyone? It's yeah. like, yeah, so I wanted to do this joke yeah. about uh, um, killing a prostitute. Yeah. yeah, he loves it when I do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And is, what do you think about this joke about me killing myself swimming out from Hillary's yeah. uh, until I can't swim anymore? Yeah. yeah he loves that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like David would have so much time and understanding for that. <laughs> like, he comes across as someone who's just super duper nice. I, yeah. I love when you said someone's going to take a shit on the lawn. And he's like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Free fertilizer. Is it you? <laughs> I feel like he didn't believe you when you said no. Yeah. And then he probably got some belief where I was like, David, it's nothing personal. It's just for the bit. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. What a great egg. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, David. Mm. I mean, he got off pretty scot-free. Like, I kind of... It, it is a good disclaimer that we tell people that they are on record. I thought about letting him know he's on air. That's fair. That, 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 is, that is very fair. And let the scammers know that they're on air. Well, yeah, you have to let the scammers know. Otherwise, Just in case there was something you? personal. That I, was coming out, like, I don't think you should. I don't think you are obligated to let those people know. No, you're not. But if they've got your details or oh, something no, and they're like, going... Say oh, where your address is or something. Like, yeah. yeah, but they got our details through dodging means anyway. So it's That's not like... True. It's like, they shouldn't have our details. What are they going to do? So this person was recording me and it's like, well, you were calling me. Well, you had my details when you shouldn't have, you know? So it's mm. like, yeah. Shall we go into plugs? Because we're coming up to an hour and 20. Sure. Okay. Plug. Yes. So uh, anything you want to promote? Uh, not really. Um, I'm still open micing, so mm. I'm on a uh, experimental comedy in Northbridge tomorrow night. Very nice. Where um, they've got an extra task for everyone, where you have to either use the word golf or the early bird catches the worm. That's a really cool idea. I saw that post and I thought that'll that's like really interesting, like. It normally, like I see as those kind of improv things, is very cringe. But I thought, in a stand-up sense, it's like that could be really interesting. I re- really like that idea for creative juice flow. I think it's a really good idea. I yeah. think that these ideas to help generate those, yeah, their creativity and help the process. It puts a nice little bit of pressure on the comedian to try something new. I feel like, mm. yeah, Martin, anything you want to plug? No. Okay. Uh, 
Oasis? No. Well, somehow I, I, uh, I'm on at Oasis this weekend. Oh, that's awesome! But yeah. It's, it's the, but it's the, the new breed, so it's like up and Cummins or something. So it's not Where? at, well, at let's, Oasis. Let's think who's going to be Cummins? on that. Uh, what? Where's Oasis? You said it's a new breed, up and Cummins. Uh, up and comers. Oh, up and comers. Sorry, I was like, where's Cummins? <laughs> Who's Cummins? <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I can predict some of the lineup. I feel like I can predict some of the lineup. I feel like John Wing's going to be not be on. I'm not too sure. But well, no, no, but you you get back to me and you tell me if I'm right. Okay. So John, I'm going to say John Wing, uh, Shmooly Tabuli. Um, uh, I mean that's his Instagram handle, but people know who I'm talking about. Uh, Chris Petullo, Blake Richardson. I think he's hosting. Oh, that makes sense. Um, he's a great host, Blake Richardson. Um, very handsome. He is. Um, I don't think you should be allowed to be a comedian if you're really good looking. That's not fair. Just yeah, so you like, can be you something doing? else. Hey, why are you doing it then? Me. Uh, <laughs> no one thinks I'm good looking. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like the hot hunchback of Notre Dame. Man. The hot hunchback. <laughs> My <laughs> posture is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. Sl- you have a way of slouching that is looks so painful when you're on stage. The yeah. hunchback of yeah, Notre right. Dame. Yeah, right. I've yeah, worked boy. way too much behind computers and stuff. I need to fix my back. Mm. You just let me step on it. I will. Okay. On air? Oh, if you want. No, I won't do yeah. that to um, you. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Man. Who else? So, do you have any predictions? So, up and comers. Um, Gareth. I'm too old to be an up and comer. I mean, t- Mitch Glenn. Mitch Glenn will be the. Yeah, probably. Possibly Wyatt Nixon. Um, other than that, no clue. Anyway, no one that listens probably has any idea who any of these people are. <laughs> well, that's very possibly true. Also, I have nothing to plug either. I'm going... We are going through like a renegotiation with the Sunday Slouchers. I can't reveal all, but... Um, I will not be plugging Sunday Slouches this week because I don't know if it will be happening under the same format in future. So it's going through some changes. Um, but we will continue to operate, but there's more details to come. Um, but I think it's an exciting little room. I hope that it keeps going. Well, uh, that's the hope, but I don't know if it will be under its current format. So we well, may go through a change. I've had really good spots there and then also really awful spots there. But I guess that's like every room. I've, I've mm. only done the one, to mm. be honest. I, I love running it, but I don't know how much longer we will be running it under its current... Uh, mm, I can't keep saying. I can't talk yeah. about it because we're still talking... Like, yeah, the conversation's ongoing. But um, we will... Endeavour to keep it going. That's the point. It's not closed. It's just changing. Um, the other thing too is I wanted to be, have a big shout out to Adam Gray. Uh, really, really sweet dude. Really, really nice guy. I really like his bit of talking to audience members in an Australian accent and then going on and then going into his Scottish brogue. Uh, I think that's very, very funny because uh, I do the same thing at my bar where I switch accents uh, to customers. It's a very fun prank I play on people. Um, only fun to me, no one else, because some people get a little bit creeped out by it. But That's I pretty cool. Well, I didn't know you did that, so there you go. Yeah. You, like, you and your fun pranks. <laughs> me and my fun little pranks. It's a harmless prank. Like, it's not like I'm stealing their child. Yeah, a harmless prank, just like the one you were planning 
I'm David Tuffley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then you do that while you're doing a Scottish accent. Eh? Um, so that's it. But yeah, I did want to shout out Adam Gray's room down in Mandra. Um, it's like apparently he's going to be opening up a monthly, possibly weekly open mic there. So I wanted to plug that and give it the best opportunity to open up strong um, because uh, I really like Adam Gray. I think he's brilliant. I think he's hilarious. And I'm really, really excited to perform at that room in July sometime. I think it's happening. So yeah, that's all I wanted to plug. Awesome. Cool. We've mm. reached the end. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you so much, Gareth. You've been awesome. Thank you for having me. Mm. Come again sometime. Mm. I'll try. Mm. <laughs> 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 Don't kill yourself before you do. Not this week. And if you do, <laughs> call me up and I'll give you some more ideas. Awesome. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.